The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater commercial SUV with over 2,000 litres of cargo space, two-ton towing capacity and legendary four-wheel drive technology. MitsubishiMotors.ie And it's another goodbye, really. It's the last Bill Hughes on the right hook. Uh, Tomorrow, of course, is the last right hook. This is the penultimate right hook. Bill Hughes is here. Now, Bill, this is the last one. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to pick a year to please me. Uh, You are bang on the money. And I've gone to your favourite decade. Have you? I have. The 50s. Ah, wonderful. (laughs) Now, every week you come in here with your essential songs of a particular year. What year have you picked? 1959. Now, 59's brilliant, right? June, I'm doing the leave insert, right? Uh, Kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, because half the year I'm in school, obviously, up to June. Then the second half of the year, I'm out of school. You know, the great adventure of being out of school. I'm a temporary clerk in Cork Railway Station at £5 a week. Well, what was the number one song when you were doing your leaving, sir? Because this is the number one song. I'm kicking off with the number one song. Of 1959. From June, July 1959. It's Bobby Darren, Dream Lover. Oh, that was great. And he wrote it himself. Dream Lover, where are you? Yeah. Dream Lover, where are you? Okay, George, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but it, because he also had a great hit with Multiplication. Oh, he had loads of great hits. Mac the Knife, you know. Yeah. In fact, this is volume two of 1959. We've done it before. We did 1959 before. We did It Doesn't Matter Anymore, Buddy Holly. We did Smoke It's In Your Eyes, The Platters. And Mac the Knife from Bobby Darren. Ah. Oh. But today we're doing Dream Lover by Bobby Darren. Yeah. Um, this was a massive, massive hit uh, all over the world. Uh, four weeks at number one in the UK. Funnily enough, it was number one everywhere except the US where it was number two. And it was number two for months. It was held off the top spot by the Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton. Do you remember that? I do very well because there was a cover version in the UK by Lonnie Donegan. There was. Well, I wouldn't include that in my essential songs because <laughs> I think it's a piece of crap. But anyway. Johnny Horton. Yeah. Johnny Horton. Bobby Darren decided that he was going to stretch out some chord changes that he was working with on the piano. He was going to add strings, add voices. And he did that around Dream Lover. And it's funny we're talking about Bobby, Bobby Darren now in the week that's in it, the Democratic Convention, because he worked so hard on Robert Kennedy's Democratic uh, convention, presidential campaign. He did. They were very, very close friends. And he was present on the night in 1968 at the Ambassador Hotel in LA when Kennedy was assassinated. By uh, Sirhan Sirhan. Sirhan B. Sirhan. Yes, okay. he had right. a... Um, but Bobby Darren's, you know, he started his career as a songwriter. He wrote loads of hits for Connie Francis. Um, his very first song that he recorded it became a million seller, which was Splish Splash in 1958. And then Dream Lover, Mac the Knife and Beyond the Sea. Um, they, they brought him world fame. And then he got a Golden Globe for his first ever film, Come September, starring his first wife, Sandra Dee. Um, but he discovered in 1968 that... 
he had been brought up by his grandmother, not his mother, because the girl that he thought to be his sister was actually his mother. Yeah. And that caused him to have a oh, he yeah. cracked he cracked it, up as Yeah, it's that. very poignant. In fact, Kevin Spacey was oh, a yeah, big fan yeah. of Bobby Darren and he did the movie. And that poignant thing and the effect it had on him was dramatically well done in that movie. It was, except Kevin Spacey was too old to play the part. He shouldn't have played the part. Really? Bobby Darren died at thirty seven. Kevin okay. Spacey was already mid fifties when he made that film, you know. Yeah, so, but Tom Cruise is playing Jack Reacher. Yeah, but that's a fictional character. That's not somebody we have a mental image of. Okay. Bobby Darren, we're reminded of his gorgeous face every time we look yeah. up Bobby Darren on the net. And also the other huge blow was, of course, he was nominated for an Oscar for a movie, a war movie. He was. So Bobby Darren, dream lover, uh, an exceptional song. He was, when he was a kid, he had rheumatic fever and that weakened his heart. And it always made him, that drove him because he said, you know, I can't depend on my heart to keep me alive. So I'm going to have to fill every day of my life with as much as I can do. So he was a songwriter, a singer, an actor, a dancer. He was able to do all the entertainment stuff. He loved doing live concerts. He loved playing the big casinos, playing the big shows. He loved doing live TV. Like he was across every facet of entertainment. And then the heart started to give out. He went in for a heart operation, a standard heart operation, but he didn't come Nowadays, off the table. Nowadays, they probably would have given him a transplant. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't come off the table. That was Really? It. No, 37. And it is really tragic that that's what happened to him. But, uh, you know, when you think of what he did across the musical genres, like jazz and pop and rock and roll and folk and swing and country, he mastered them all. He's a very rare character. Yeah. I didn't like Beyond the Sea because I loved the original French version. Charles Trenet. Charles Trenet, La Mer. Yeah. Yeah. I love Charles Trenet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Boom. Do you know Boom by Charles Trenet? Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. For the listeners, please do yourself a favour. Go on YouTube and find Boom by Charles Trenet. You'll love it. Yeah, you could do even better. You could go on Spotify and look up Essential Songs on the Right Hook, where you will find all Bill's selections of Essential Songs uh, over the period. And uh, you'll find them all there and you can play them, stream them and play them. But including this one, Bobby Darren and Dream Lover. Girl, 
That was so fabulous. Bobby Darren and Dream Lover. Do you know the great thing about the songs of the 50s, Bill Hughes, and you're looking at the essential songs of 1959, there was much more teenage angst in the 50s than there would be now. You know, like if you look at a 16 or 17-year-old boy or girl now compared with the 16 or 17, they know more, they're more experienced all that. Whereas, like, things like Dream Lover, we really understood, like, oh, yeah. because we were dreaming about all this kind of stuff. And everybody was. And, and the 60s, the, the freedom of the 60s, yeah. that hadn't happened. And the right. So everybody was still in their tight little bodice, you know, tied yeah. up. And the blouses went all the way up to the neck. And, yeah. you know, nobody was stripped to the waist. And if they were, there could only be Tarzan. There couldn't be anybody else. You know, it was ridiculous. That, yeah. So now I can't wait for number two. Bobby Darren, Dream Lover, number one. What else? Okay. A, a, a favourite singer of mine I, I just loved his voice I loved his attitude Ricky Nelson Oh yeah I, a, I, oh, He had a song called It's Late No that's not the one I wanted Well it's the one you're getting So put up, put it in your pipe and smoke <laughs> it <laughs> It's but the one Ricky, I love Ricky Nelson was Did you want fabulous. Poor Little Fool? No Did you want Hello Mary Lou? Yes uh, Or Teenage Idol? No Or Fools Rush In? Pembroke Cricket Club, Saturday nights in 1960 stroke 61, Paul Russell and the Viscounts Mm -hmm. used to do a fabulous version of Hello Mary Lou. Well, It's Late to me could be covered and brought back to life at any minute by anybody from Imelda May to Ed Sheeran. I just think there's something about this song that is timeless. I love it. Written by Dorsey Burnett. Uh, Dorsey Burnett, American rockabilly singer, but his younger brother, Johnny Burnett, and their friend, Paul Burleson, were together the founders of the rock and roll trio. Now, he was also the father of a country musician who joined Fleetwood Mac, Billy Burnett. So that was... Johnny Burnett had hits. Oh, yeah. They did have hits. So yeah. anyway, they wrote this Not song. Not they, it's him. Late. Well, Johnny him, Burnett. him, but, but also yeah. the rock and roll trio. It's late, yeah. It's late. So I love It's Late. Now, Ricky Nelson, interesting character. Uh, you know, he had 53 songs, 53 hits on Billboard Hot 100. That's a great career. Um, and the ones I named already. But 
He began his entertainment career on radio, playing himself in the radio sitcom series The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. And then he they moved over to telly. They got the, the big deal and they turned it into a television series. Um, in 1957, his first single uh, debuted and that was bringing him onto the television version of the sitcom and his first album, straight in at number one. Everything was going right. Poor Little Fool was his first number one single and he got the Golden Globe nomination for Most Promising Newcomer after starring in a movie with John Wayne, Rio Bravo. And oh, he was, brilliant to Rio he was Bravo. brilliant Rio Bravo. He was the gunslinger. He was. He was fantastic. And then he made other uh, TV appearances and, and movies. But in 1972... He reached the top 40 one last time with a song called Garden Party. Now, Garden Party sounds like a nice song, but in fact, it's a really vicious song. And it's because he wrote it in disgust after being booed off the stage at Madison Square Garden because this guy called Richard Nader had done the oldies concert at Madison Square Garden. And at that stage, Ricky Nelson, because he harped back to the 50s, was regarded as an oldie. He got on stage, he didn't want to sing his old hits, so he sang the Rolling Stones Honky Tonk Women and the crowd booed him off the stage and that was that. He was absolutely frantic and furious. But he still toured and and then he wrote Garden Party and that went on to be a big hit and it's worth the listeners checking it out. But he dreaded flying and he refused to travel by bus but he needed to to get to, to a show that he was doing and he hired a plane and it was a luxury plane that had been lo- belonged to the DuPont family and for a long time had belonged to Jerry Lee Lewis. And it was, uh, he took off uh, after doing shows in Orlando and Guntersville in Alabama and they were taken off from Guntersville for New Year's Eve extravaganza in Dallas and the plane crashed, cra- it crash landed northeast of Dallas about two miles from the airport and it hit trees uh, as it came to earth, and seven of the nine occupants were killed in 1985, and Ricky Nelson was one of them. So. Uh, Ricky Nelson's father, Ozzy and Harriet, it was a family thing. It was You're a huge right. thing, yeah. Huge, but his father uh, was a terrible man. Yeah. His father was a terrible a man. Tyrant. But but uh, the great Ricky Nelson. Mm. I mean, it's late. I mean, it's super. You know, it is a lovely Mary song, Lou yeah. is my favourite. But uh, and Sinn Féin will never be the same after Ricky Nelson, of course. <laughs> but uh, here it comes. Oh, the 1959 Essential Songs with Bill Hughes, all available on Spotify. But just going to Essential Songs on the Right Hook, and there they are. But you. You can't beat Ricky Nelson. It's late. It's late. We gotta get on home. It's late. It's late. We've been gone too long. Too bad. We should have checked our time. Can't phone. We done spent every dime. It's late. It's late. We're about to run out of gas. It's late. It's late. We gotta get home fast. Can't speak. We're in a slowdown zone, baby, look at that clock, why can't it be wrong? If we could have left home at a quarter to nine, would have had fun and plenty of kind. We got started just a little bit late, hope this won't be our last day. Is that the moon we see? Can't be. Looks like the sun to me. It's late. I hate to face you, Dad. Too bad. I know he's gonna be mad. It's late. We gotta get on home. It's late. We've been gone too long. 
It's late. We're about to run out of gas. It's late. We gotta get home fast. Can't speak. We're in a slowdown zone. Baby, look at that clock. Why can't it be wrong? If we could have left home at a quarter to nine, would have had fun with plenty of kind. We got started just a little bit late. Hope this won't be our last day. Is that the moon we see? Can't be. Looks like the sun to me. It's late. I hate to face you, Dad. Too bad. I know he's gonna be mad. It's late. We gotta get on home. It's late. We've been gone too long. Oh, Ricky Nelson, it's late. Number two in Bill Hughes's essential songs of 1959. The last one. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just ecstatic. This is the last, last, last essential song uh, on the right hook. What is it? Well, we're going out with a blast. We are, because I was thinking of you and I was (laughs) thinking, okay, 1959. And we've already mentioned the fact that teenagers, you know, at that stage were like, what? Who are we? What are we doing? Yeah. And you were talking about teenagers being in love and. A Teenager in Love is one of my favourite songs from 1959. Dion and the Belmonts with A Teenager in Love. Really? And what an amazing song. Written by I was in love with uh, Jacqueline, who lived uh, in Bishopstown. I'm happily married in Cork, but Jacqueline Begley played hockey for Aunt. But I was madly in love. And then she married somebody else and I was broken hearted. God, I thought you were going to say Jacqueline Bouvier there for a minute. <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> You were kicking a bit high there. No, no, Jacqueline Begley. I was in 1959. Used to meet her outside Roach's stores in Patrick Street in Cork. Ah, sweet, sweet. So I was that teenager in love. Well, written by Doc Pumas and his partner Mort Schumann, two of the great songwriting team from the Brill Building yet again. Uh, These guys wrote so many hits. They wrote... Like for the drifter, save the last dance for me. Uh, this magic moment, turn me loose. Sweets for my sweet. Uh, go Jimmy, go. Little sister, can't get used to losing you. Suspicion, surrender, and Marie's the name of his latest flame. Like these guys just churned out the hits. But surrender and suspicion. Yeah. Uh, they were big hits for Elvis, they were. weren't they? They were indeed. Yeah, they wrote a lot of hits for Elvis. But a teenager in love was was just one of their. I I love it, and it's funny. But in May nineteen fifty nine. Teenager in Love uh, took up three positions in the top 20 in the UK. Uh, Dion and the Belmonts, Marty Wilde and Craig Douglas all had hits with it. Now that's interesting because the the latter two were British singers, Marty Wilde and Craig Douglas. Yeah, but all three were hits at the same time. Really? Yeah. And Marty Wilde had a daughter who was a pop star called Kim Wilde. She did, did. yes, yes, yes. And Kim Wilde is fantastic. She has great songs from the 80s. Really, really good. But Dion and the Belmonts, they were a great vocal group. They were from the Bronx in New York City. And in late 1957, Dion DiMucci, he joined the Belmonts. And their breakthrough came with their very first uh, release on Laurie Records, which was I Wonder Why. I wonder why she loves me like, you know, I love you like you do. So that was a huge hit for them. But they had big hits with No One Knows and Don't Pity Me. And that made them very bankable in 1958. So 1959 were doing A Teenager in Love. That came later. But in 1958, they landed their first tour 
and the tour was with The Coasters, Buddy Holly and Bobby Darren. And then that followed the winter dance party tour with Buddy Holly, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper. And on February 2nd, 1959, Dion, they played the surf ballroom. Holly arranged to charter a plane, but Dion decided he couldn't afford the $36 ticket because $36 then was a fortune to him and they hadn't started to make money. And he decided, no, he wouldn't get on the plane. Really? And we know what happened. The day the, the music died. The day the music died when the other three died. Wow. In the, and, and so uh, Dion literally was short the $36 and nobody would vouch it for him. And Go they away. effectively saved his life by not giving it to him. And then the following year, he had his biggest hit with Teenager in Love. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this is great. The 59, like the songs of the 50s, were all about being in love, you know, I must say. We're all about being in love and uh, because we all were, you know. Well, I had so many also-ran songs to fit into this slot. And one song that I was really sad I didn't include, and I, I could have included it, but I had to make a choice, and that's the problem. So it was Lipstick on Your Collar. But Connie, Connie, Connie Francis, Francis. <laughs> and you know, so this is one of the songs that I thought, well, that could nearly make the the, the grade, oh, but it didn't. Yeah. You know, but there's so many songs from that period, right. so we could do volume three, but we can't because this is our last one. This is our last one. You might start doing this at lunchtime. You never know. You have to ask or, me. <laughs> all right, okay. It's uh, Dion and the Belmonts with the teenager in love. Time we have a quarrel, it almost breaks my heart. Cause I'm so afraid that we will have to part. Each night I ask the stars above, why must I be a teenager in love? One day I feel so happy, the next day I feel so sad. Yes, I learned to take the good with the bad. Cause each night I ask the stars up above, why must I be a teenager in love? I cried a tear for nobody but you. I'll be a lonely one if you should say we're through. That won't be so hard to do If you should say goodbye I'll still go on loving you Each night I ask the stars up above Why must I be a teenager in love? I cried a tear for nobody but you Say goodbye, I'll still go on loving you. Each night I ask the stars up above, 
Why must I be a teenager in love? Why must I be a teenager in love? Why must I be a teenager in love? and the Belmont's Teenager in Love from May 1959. The third and last in this week's Essential Songs of 1959, but the last of the Essential Songs in the entire series of Essential Songs um, on the right hook. And, of course, you can get them all on Spotify. Just go to Spotify, Essential Songs on the right hook, and you can hear them all. You can stream them. Bill, this has been phenomenal fun with you. I have to admit I loved it. I loved every bit of it, even when you were being a curmudgeon. Well, I mean, when you came to 1996 or 2004 or something. It's the music, it's the soundtrack to all our lives. I I remember the time you did three David Bowies in the one programme. That was a special tribute to David Bowie after he had just died. That oh, was, was it? Yes. Is that the reason? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that was as a kind of a requiem, George, and a special tribute. Good God. Because I was going down to Cork to um, see my new grandchild and I was listening to Essential Songs on Spotify and I said, why have I got three David Bowies in a row? That was why. All right. That was why. He wasn't the inventor of the Bowie knife, no? No, that's somebody completely different, okay. as portrayed by Fess Parker in the TV series, if you remember. <laughs> All right, Bill, thanks so much. Thanks uh, so much. It's been fun, you know, and it's prompted me to have a think, uh, because you might be available some lunchtime between 12 and 2 for the new show, and we could, we could do something. I could force myself. I'd enjoy it, George. It's always great working with you. And that's not just blowing smoke. I really enjoy working with you. Oh, he's a sweetie, really. (laughs) Bill Hughes on the right hook.